Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, baby. You know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, The Edge. On a Wednesday morning edition, the 16th day of August 2017. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. We're brought to you, as always, by Dr. David Weather, Northland Orlando Hospital, US 165 North in Monroe. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the world. Uh, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weather, Northland Orlando Hospital. You're welcome to text in today with us. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, 888 uh, John Tabor is always running the Death Star. And uh, my partner in crime, it, it seems like it's, I've been off for like a week, but I really haven't. And I appreciate all you guys holding it down. But uh, top of the morning to you, Jamie Fox. Uh, Coach Terry Walker, uh, I will say this. Um, I was just amazed that I didn't get any calls from any lawyers. Uh, no uh, legal officials called me asking for bail or anything. I was thrilled with that. I knew uh, uh, you were up to something nefarious, but uh, otherwise, uh, it is actually very good to see you again. Uh, we managed to uh, bubble through without you. I don't think we got the show thrown off the air yet. Uh, we had a third back in the SEC, but I think we're doing well there. I want to say a shout-out to the greatest uh, producer in radio, John Absolutely. Uh, I realized his greatness before I had no idea because uh, he helped us, uh, myself and Kevin O'Meara, through yesterday's show uh, with no hitches whatsoever. So a big shout-out to John, uh, and I thank you for that. Uh, we're very fortunate uh, to have John and uh, Ken Carter as well, two of the best in the biz. And uh, that's why you folks in North Louisiana are so fortunate to hear. Thanks to the fellows behind the mic. Uh, not, not me and Terry, but John and Ken, and uh, we're very grateful to them. Uh, Sean Fox would echo the same sentiments. I am, I am sure of that as well. A uh, lot going on here since you've been gone. Uh, everybody's been suspended, kicked off. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, the various drug use going on. Uh, I, was, I don't think you've been indicted in any of these at this point, which we're glad to see. Uh, our good friend uh, Ezekiel Elliott, though, he being a uh, Cowboys fan, uh, he has. Uh, the hammer of the uh, NFL has come down, Roger Goodell, and he has uh, issued a six-game suspension. Uh, Mr. Elliott, of course, you know, you have Darren McFadden in that uh, backfield. I don't know if uh, I think it's a big hit, but he has uh, officially uh, submitted his appeal of that six-game suspension by the NFL. And uh, I guess, since we haven't even seen each other the last few days, uh, I kind of wanted to get your feedback on, number one, where do you feel about it as far as of it, and uh, do you think he would win on a season? Uh, I think it's a possibility that he wins that, but the NFL, again, the NFL has their own set of rules like any private company does. God forbid I'm taking up for Roger Goodell here, but they, I mean, look, look at the Tom Brady situation. Look at some of these other just bizarre ways that they have, uh, they, they've ended up, uh, passing judgment on players. Some of it you're like, you know, that makes perfect sense. And some of it, it, it makes, you know, no idea. Ezekiel, the troubling thing here, and the Fort Worth Star-Telegram did a piece on this. Uh, the girl had threatened, and they have documentation, that 
uh, Tiffany Thompson. That's correct. Uh, you know, you think Tiffany's like, you know, probably working in a I know that you Tiffany. I, I bet you have. And uh, Tiffany has, on numerous occasions, threatened to ruin his career. She encouraged a friend to lie about him. So the, the truth is, in most cases, it's somewhere in the middle. It's probably not what she says. And probably what he says is probably somewhere in the middle. But that gives me pause to wonder about her story, her credibility. Uh, am I taking up for him by doing any kind of domestic violence? No, absolutely not. But I'm saying there's more to it, maybe, than perhaps what they're looking at. Six-game suspension on some very shaky stuff. Because if she's going to ruin his career, certainly you would think there would be criminal charges filed or at least thought about. Uh, but nothing of the sort, to my understanding, has come through that. Well, Terry, if this is uh, if there's any legs to this story, uh, the NFL Players Association has filed the appeal on uh, Ezekiel Elliott's behalf, and uh, it reads real quickly that our union has appealed the NFL six-game suspension of Ezekiel Elliott. We will represent Ezekiel as we do all players, ensure that the NFL is held to its obligation of answering the principles of industrial due process under the collective bargaining agreement. I think that's pretty substantial. I don't think, uh, you know, if you, if you want to read some of the reports that Ezekiel Elliott really is guilty and he's charged to be in some of these uh, reports, then six games isn't enough. He would be a year's suspension. But uh, I'm of the opinion there, and I hate to say this, but I think there may be some shadiness on behalf of one that's Tiffany Thompson. They said she may have even, you know, had the injury, you know, uh, to her body you know, somebody she inflicted upon herself or had somebody do it. Uh, again, there is due process involved. And I think Vicki uh, Elliott will, uh, he had the lawyer, he's lawyered up, got the NFL Players Association uh, behind him. I'm not saying he's innocent. Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion, Ezekiel Elliott needs to be suspended, not necessarily for this incident, but just bad behavior that this his personal he's had violated the personal conduct policy on a number of occasions. So he needs to sit for some period of time. Six games? I don't know. If he's truly guilty of this and they can prove it, then six games probably isn't enough. But I think that there is some traction in this and I think that uh, the young lady Miss Thompson, I'm not sure her credibility is how shall I say impeccable. I think there may be something more to it. I don't think she's the first woman that's seen a uh, professional athlete with a lot of money and tried to extort money from them. Uh, you speak more to that than I do because you've dealt uh, in the past with professional athletes and you've seen what uh, is available to them, how should we say, off the court. So these are things that uh, we'll wait and see how it plays out. But uh, this is going to be, and I think this is going to get kind of ugly. I really do, Terry. I think uh, uh, when you've got anytime you've got a he said she said situation, um, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, you and I feel the same way about this. I'm sure most of us. If we're in charge of something, we don't feel we're guilty of. I'm going to the wall. I'm going to the wall. You're going to have to take me down. With a, with a, you're going to have to have an army of lawyers try to prove you wrong. I don't know if Ezekiel Elliott has that much innocence in this, but. That's how I would feel if I feel I've been wrong. No, I hear you. Jake, we, I, and I apologize. we got a couple technical things going on here with our system today, and I apologize for you guys listening. Several of you guys have texted in on that. I know we're sort of hollow. We're working on fixing that, but uh, hopefully we'll get that taken care of. We're going to go ahead and take our first break. Do it via ninety-seven-seven. Terry Welch, Jamie Fox, The Edge on ESPN, the 977. This segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, is there for you. Back on Memento, ESPN. McKinney's has the best kind of prices of the season with their 32nd annual fall open house. Here's Richie McKinney. The wait is over. Get all your goods for the woods as you shop throughout the store at McKinney Honda's huge open house week. 
get the best-selling ATV in America and save $1,000 on Honda 420 Ranchers and 500 Foremans. Also, you can lay away at our open house prices and pick it up on September 1st, 2nd, or 3rd and save hundreds on the taxes. Register for the Honda 250 Recon and join us Saturday for free food, refreshments, and entertainment. Honda recommends utility ATVs for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all riders take a training course. This is your chance to save on all your goods for the woods, including guns, bows, apparel, gun safes, and more. This week only at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore Ruston. If you could talk to your animal when they say... They're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital. 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. A home is your comfort your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Making good things happen. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay, call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. The West Washita Youth Sports Association registration opens on July 22nd and ends on August the 23rd. For football, soccer, and cheerleading, you can register online at wysassociation.websitesiplay.com or check the website for registration dates at the complex. Cost for football and soccer is $90 and cheerleading is $90 plus uniform. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the edge on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Hopefully we've alleviated a little bit of technical difficulty. Uh, uh, they're taxing me. I'm about to at the limit of my uh, electronic wizardry, Jamie. And I appreciate uh, everybody working with that. Yes, fortunately, uh, what little hair you have is now gone. No, uh, we're, we're good. Here, let, let me let me throw one out for you for all my okay. coaching buddies out here. You know, you're, you're, everybody's in football season right now. We're getting ready to, to start high school season, and everybody gets very excited about high school football, and rightfully so. And, and baseball, not too far down the, the road after basketball. But just think, if you're a coach and you're playing, and all of a sudden you get a notice in the mail, or summons, if you will, in California, there is a prep high school baseball player suing his coach for $150,000. Why do you ask, Jamie Fox? I do ask. He was bullied because the coach benched him. Let me say that again. He was bullied, according to this young man, because the coach benched him um if that's the case that's going to be a long year for that uh for that program and for that young man because i think um 150 grand you say a former baseball player uh los altos california uh filed a lawsuit against his former coach that's bullying claiming his repeated benching it's not it's, it's not once or twice it's repeated benching during his senior season and uh, the young man and his attorney said it is the equivalent of being bullied. Not the fact that you are really not that good. Is well, that correct? Or? Uh, no. Uh, now, according to the lawsuit, okay, uh, the young man was a three-year starter at Los Altos before his senior year. Uh, the beginning of the fallout between, the, and this is according to his lawsuit, the beginning of the fallout between the coach and the player uh, came when the player's father, complained 
that the coach had banned his son from playing because the father complained about perceived double standards Uh between players who took part in a fundraiser and players that did not. Apparently the kid refused to take part in the team fundraiser, and the father felt that he was being penalized, Jamie, because his son did not take part in the fundraiser. The father complained, and uh, the kid was benched according to the lawsuit, and he was not able to show his offensive or defensive capabilities. He was denied opportunity because he was benched. Okay, so let's get to the uh, our, let's get to the crotch of the matter here. Okay, not the crux, the crotch. Uh, the dad is the issue here because the dad did not insist that his son or make his son participate in the team fundraising activities which benefited the son and everybody else to begin with. So not only was the dad being selfish, but the son was as well. That's part of being a team. It's called a team. Team doesn't necessarily mean what you do on the floor. If you go fundraise, if you go to hospitals to meet sick kids, that's called a team. You know what, Terry? If I could have collected on a lawsuit based upon the number of times I was benched because I really sucked canal water when I played, which is really true. I mean, that's just that's just beyond it. You're saying there was no pro career here. There was no pro career. I thought I was okay. I did it because I thought it would help get me a date. That didn't work too well either. But I wouldn't be retired right now. You and I wouldn't be doing radio together. We wouldn't be scraping pennies together. I would be a wealthy man retired if I could have if this If this thing, if this has any traction to it, if this isn't dismissed on its face, if we California, they may win. A, a continue to flush the commode. Because well, here was the attorney. And, and, you know, attorneys have to uh, promote their client's point of view because they're being paid to do their. The lawyer representing the young man suing yes. said that the prolonged period of rele- relegating him to the bench, and this is the exact verbiage, the long, prolonged period of relegating the young man to the bench is an abuse of the coach's discretion. And he goes, it's more of a targeted situation than a standard case of a coach using his own judgment because coaches, as a general rule, use their own judgment because that's what they get paid to do. Um, Yeah, these were repeated actions by the coach, and we feel, my client and I, as well as his father, we feel they're intentional. When you put somebody on the bench, Jamie Foxx, it's intentional. Uh, it's to send a message, correct? Do, do, do you ever yeah. wonder, like, you know, go to a high school football game, and I'm going right. to take you inside the sideline, and one coach turns to the other and goes, why is Joe out on the field? Well, Joe just wanted to go play. I mean, they put you in games or take you out of games depending on your worthiness or their opinion or evaluation of your worthiness to play the game. Terry, let's harken back to your days as a uh, high school coach. That's way back. Where you were defeated uh, by, let's just say, a, a, a really astute women's basketball coach. Okay. In house slippers and courage. I mean, yes. let's, let's, I mean, I, rollers. I, 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 rollers. rollers. They were neon. Let, let's say that wasn't your one shining moment. Can we agree on that? That wasn't your one shining moment. Yeah, I was seriously reevaluating my career choices yeah. at that point. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, we all have those kind of days, right? Um, have you ever lost to a lady in house shoes, in rollers, Br- bright green, like neon green, might I add? You don't have enough time to say how I've lost a lady, Terry. Uh, $300 is just the beginning of it. Um, if you want to get into uh, – but let's just take – in your defense there, you were trying to win, correct? Yes. What is every coach that takes the floor trying to do? What is their job dependent upon? winning well you know you say that i think at different levels and certainly high school is starting to get to this in a lot of places it is already you know you should be judged if you do enough little things right you're going to have certain degrees of success um you know certainly if you don't win people are going to be upset if you do win jamie fox people get upset they fire guys all the time that do win that's true um, you know, your boy over in uh, Shreveport, was it Feaster? This down coach yeah. Yeah, I mean, very dude, successful coach. Dude, he's very successful. So a lot of times you run afoul of uh, different administrations, different boards. Just take uh, one. Presidents, whoever it may be, that uh, that don't like that. Well, it just takes one sometimes to uh, to run afoul of, uh, of someone who doesn't appreciate the job that you are doing. 
Um, and I'm not saying that, that winning is, is the end all and the do all, but you have to at least put a pretty competitive product out there on the floor, uh, and you have to win more than you lose, I would say. But uh, this is a, the, the, the values that are being taught here. Uh, it's much like uh, here we are in the Laval Ball Society. If I don't like it, I take my team off the floor. Um, if I don't get my way, I'm taking my ball and going home. Uh, gee, I'm so glad these people weren't around when the Japanese bombed us at Pearl Harbor uh, because they would all, um, you know, tuck tail and ran. This isn't teaching what America was built upon. Uh, we have a producer named John Tabor who served in the Navy. I'm sure there were days he did enjoy being a seaman, but he stuck with it. And that is why we have what are called veterans that have served this country and deserve every platitude we can. They, because you know why? They didn't quit when things got tough. Um, you know, what if they don't, you know, I'm sure the guys that, that stormed the compound where uh, Osama bin Laden, I think they probably were engaged by a little gunfire, would you say? And they didn't tuck tail and run. I mean, really, this is, this is, the more I think about this, Terry, the more incensed I become. Because this is not what we're trying to instill in our This is not what our country was built upon. This is not what we're trying to instill in our young people. And this is not what our old people fought for. Include, as I said, a number of veterans that listen to us every day, or so we hope so, because we're honored by their presence. But, I mean, I don't understand, Terry, what this is, what he's trying to, and I don't know what kind of traction. Again, you said this is California. They've been known for, uh, that's the, the home of the wonderful Ninth Circuit. Um, we never know what comes out of there, but it's usually not good um, and not good for the betterment. And that's why people, you don't see people necessarily flocking to California anymore now, do you? Well, you see them flocking out. Oh, I think you have a lot of people I, flocking to California. Yeah, there's a lot of people going to California. Well, the weather's fantastic. I mean, there's no way, and that's that's the only reason I would go. But, um, you know, unless you've got a boatload of money, good luck. Well, I mean, just think about the the, the lunacy here, because you you have a dynamic. You have a coach that has a fundraiser. You want everybody to participate in the fundraiser to whatever the best of your ability is. And the guy, hey, I'm not going to do it. Well, that's part of what our team activity, if we go and, uh, you know, we go visit a retirement home or a veteran's home or we go and do charity work or we go to the movies as a team. Whatever that team building is, uh, a fundraiser is part of it. Nobody likes to do them. Everybody does them because you have to do them. And if you don't participate, you know, as I as a coach, am I going to look at you differently? Yes, because everybody else is doing something you refuse to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an entitlement there because apparently he started for three years. That'll be easy to find out. Give me the record book and let's see. According to his lawsuit that was filed, he did. And then he did not play that much as a senior. So the coach is bullying him. We're suing for bullying a player that did not take care of his responsibilities. Uh, The dad was involved. That's never a good thing. And, Jamie, it very well, the coach could probably get fired, and uh, they very well could win. Here's the thing. Uh, There ought to be uh, players, ex-players lined up at Alabama and LSU suing those respective coaches at universities. You know why? Because every year they go out and recruit somebody over. I mean, we just saw a young man, Lindsey Scott, a kid that we all can admit we love. Uh, Louisiana Gatorade, Gatorade player of the year at Zachary. Uh, he saw the handwriting on the wall and, and, and going to a different school. But what did he do? How did he handle it? The same way Brandon Harris, classy. Went, you didn't throw the coach on the bus. Just went and found a different situation. That's going to happen, Terry. You're going to you're going to have different players from year to year that are better than your current starters. That's why you go out and recruit them. I mean, am I wrong? No, and there's a dynamic there. I mean, you know, if you have a kid that's – I'll tell you this. If you have a kid that started two or three years, as a coach, you're comfortable with that kid, right? Sure. And it's going to take somebody really, really, really good moving in or, or coming to your school to probably dislodge that individual. For example, you know, if you have a great wide receiver, you're comfortable with that wide receiver. Now, can somebody else come in and play? Yeah, football, you play a lot of people. And so there's a dynamic there. There's a relationship factor there. However, once that's 
violated. And a lot of times parents, and, and I saw a James Franklin quote on this the other day. He goes, look, and James Franklin, former coach at uh, Vanderbilt, head coach at Penn State, who's done wonders with that program, albeit it should be on the death penalty list right now. But James Franklin and, and the current people and the kids there had nothing to do with that. That's another story. However, James Franklin said, look, as far as parents go, I'll talk to you about how to make your child or how to make your son a better human being. We'll talk about his academics. We'll talk about his future career plans. We'll talk about family issues if his girlfriend broke up with him and he's upset. We'll talk anything in the world about that. The one thing that is the deal, but we're never going to talk about playing time. And I've always sort of used that. I had a, a, a buddy of mine one time that said, look, here's why I never talk playing time. Because, number one, a parent comes in that's going to talk about playing time. Number one, that's wrong. If a kid has an issue, the kid should come in, sit down, and this is part of the growth process. Hey, coach, what do I need to do to get more playing time? Not how come Joey's playing ahead of me because Joey's not very good. No, no, no. What can I do to get more playing time? Well, Jamie, here's what you need to do. You know, you don't block out as well as I need you to do. I need you to be more consistent handling the basketball. I need your defense to be a lot. You know, they will give you specific things to improve. If you improve, you will play more. That's just like logic, correct? But the dad's going to come in, and they're going to try to explain to you as the coach why their child should be playing. And you as the coach are going to try to explain to their dad why they're not. The dad is not going to change your mind. You're going to, you know, man, Mr. Fox, you're right. Sean should be playing a lot more minutes. I don't know why I didn't see that. And as the coach, I'm not going to explain to you why he shouldn't play because you're not going to believe that. So the best thing to do is you've got to trust the coaches that see your kid every single day to put the best product they can. And there's a lot of moving parts to it on the field, on the court, on the diamond, wherever it is that they're going to go. Now, are some coaches better than others? Absolutely. Sometimes you get burned by people. Look at LeVar Ball. Mm -hmm. He got the guy the job at the high school. He also got the guy fired and lets everybody know that. And LeVar Ball becoming one of the biggest pariahs uh, that we've had in sport in a very, very, very long time. And so there's a lot of moving parts to this. But, you know, at the end of the day, ultimately, it's the coaches that have to make the decisions. And as a coach or a teacher or the Burger King manager or whatever it is you do, you're evaluated long-term, short-term, mid-term, on the decisions that you make that impact people. Oh, no question about it. And I think part of your part of the growth process is experiencing failure as a as a player. Uh, not only as hard in the loss column, uh, which you try to avoid, but also to your point, what are you trying to instill? I mean, the percentages of people reaching the professional level is so minuscule; it's almost not worth talking about. But at the same time, there are life lessons you're trying to instill as well, and that is how to handle failure, how to handle being benched or taken out, what you said, how can I improve? I think if you turn it in on yourself, I mean, that's the way it's going to be in business. You're evaluated, and if you're not, you know, it's happened to me, you know, if you don't pass muster, uh, or whatever reason, you may not just feel this, you know, may not be a good fit. Uh, it happens. You're going to experience that. Um, and that's what sports taught me. I mean, because I had a lot of failure. I really wasn't that good. Good good, good point here. You guys are welcome to text in as well. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Marcus from Minden. Uh, do you know if they had a good reason for missing a fundraiser? Maybe a family emergency? Marcus, excellent point. I don't know the answer to that question. But most coaches, and I say most, are there some that don't? Sure. But most of them are going to have common sense enough to go, you know what, he had a death in the family. He had, sure. you know, something that, that was really taking of his time. Uh, so we're going to excuse him for that. And you do that all the time. I think he missed, I think the, it was a plural on that, Terry. It was fundraisers. Right. So there was more than one opportunity, I think, for a young man to participate. So allowing for the, a death in the family or some kind of family emergency, that's certainly understandable, uh, even to a hard-nosed coach. But, uh, you know, there's more to this than meets the eye. The young man uh, will learn from it. I don't think it's worth going through a lawsuit. Uh, and if you're going to sue, 
Uh, don't sue for 150,000. Sue for about 400 because you're going to be able to collect about 100 of that if you're uh, lucky. Well, that, that opens a precedent. This kid it does. You're going to have people lining up to sue. You listen to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, The Edge. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Appreciate you also uh, helping us work through our technical difficulties. We're going to get that ironed out for you and try to put the same third-rate program we put on every day. This kid, we're actually maybe second-rate. First rate depends on who. If you ask us, it's first rate. And believe it or not, a lot of you guys feel the same way. Why? I have no idea, but we're glad you do. ESPN 97.7, the segment sponsored by our friends Power Explore Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next Nukes. Back, Umamito, ESPN. For generations and still today, parents trust H. Michael Sports to gear kids up for youth football and soccer. All-star football helmets, $49.99. Champ Pro integrated football pants, extra small to Husky, $17.99. Shin guards to soccer balls, cleats for football or soccer. Good sports know if it's on the field, it's in the store. Nike, Under Armour, Russell, Adidas, head to toe. Everything they need is at H. Michael Sports. Still on Forsyth, still local. H. Michael Sports. Rocket Fest Car Wash. Rocket Fest. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Sparkling clean in four minutes. We'll show you how. Get it clean as can be. Yeah, baby. Right now. Come on down. You will see. A great wash. Green vacuums. Cool technology. Rocket Fest Car Wash. Rocket Fest. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Now with six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Put the power and comfort of Lincoln in your hands with spectacular deals from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln. Get 4,000 customer cash back on new 2017 Navigators plus 0% financing for 72 months with approved credit. And that's in addition to the big J. Mallard discounts. Or see their selection of certified pre-owned Lincolns with factory warranties up to 100,000 miles. Your Lincoln is waiting at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Visit jmallardford.com. The 42nd Annual Pinecone Invitational will be held September 2nd through the 4th at Calvert Crossing Golf Club. The Pinecone is a pre-flighted four-ball golf tournament you will not want to miss. Your entry fee includes tea gifts, food and drinks each day, cash prizes, three rounds of tournament golf, and a practice round. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Call Calvert Crossing Golf Club today to sign up. 397-0064. does it feel you're officially living on the edge hit terry waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know it's the edge with terry waldrop on espn 97.7 and welcome back in espn 97.7 terry waldrop jamie fox rolling this edition rocking the edition might i say after a little bit of a shaky start we have righted the ship and hopefully our reception is uh, is much better. I've gotten several texts to that effect. So appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spa Neville. Pamper the special people in your life. Spa Neville, 807-1060 in Monroe. 318-807-1060 in Monroe. We use that right about now. If you're in the doghouse, that gets you out. Yeah, we could have used that. Uh, Spa Neville? Yes, we could use Spa Neville, uh, all our sponsors, we, we Bobby Manning. We're, we're, we all have them on the red dial, red pump. Well, if we're going to do a yeah. remote, I'd much rather do it at Spa Neville than Darn right. Bobby's. Absolutely. I love Bobby. Bobby played for me, but still. No, Bobby uh, can't get a good uh, massage. Though. Excellent attorney, outstanding attorney. Don't delay. Call Bobby today. Uh, massages he does not do. Uh, I think he stays away from them, but uh, you don't have to. Uh, by the way, you've got duck hunting season. I, this is what I, I, I realize is perfectly for all the, all the hunters out there. Look, don't you know what it's gonna? You know it's gonna get a little back and forth, right? Now nah, you're getting up at three. Give them the gift certificate from Spa Neville. Head out to the duck blind. All is forgiven. I'm Jim, telling you that problem solved. I've, I've told you guys this before. When I was uh, when I was younger, I hunted. Yes. And uh, I gave up hunting not because I have an aversion to uh, to hunting, because uh, two things that I'm not fond of: it is early and it is cold. Two things I do, I get, I tried to hunt as well. Uh, you know, I get a lot of grief about this. They call me a big old sissy. That's okay. 
Uh, yeah, I prefer to stay in a warm bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. But also, uh, it is more dangerous to hunt with me than it is Dick Cheney. So uh, stick with uh, stick with what we know best, which is sports. And uh, there's a lot going on right now. But uh, NFL camps have opened, as you indicated. Uh, and I had to park out on uh, practically out on the highway here to get – uh, but we've got uh, a lot going on as far as injuries and so forth. Well, you know, the bizarre thing, and not an injury, well, sort of an injury-related thing, you know, I was so impressed with Leonard Fournette at LSU because Leonard Fournette had the right people apparently advising him. Apparently he's an incredibly sharp kid. Yeah. He's been that way since the ninth grade. I mean, they have marketed and cultivated his image. He said the right things from auctioning the jersey, petitioning the NCAA to auction that jersey to help the flood victims in South Carolina. I mean, he is everybody's favorite individual. So he gets drafted, and he's playing for the Jaguars. In the NFL uh, Network, he's doing an interview after the preseason game against the Patriots. A bizarre quote. Uh, And this is Leonard Fournette, which does not sound like Leonard Fournette. It sounds like a lot of other guys. It does not sound like Leonard Fournette, or at least the Leonard Fournette that we've been around. Uh, Leonard Fournette said, quote, it's a lot slower than I really thought. A lot of people were like, the NFL is going to be really fast. But by me playing in the SEC, that kind of helped me a lot. I think, to me, it was really easy. Okay, well, a couple things here. Number one, in the preseason, you're playing against guys that likely will be bagging groceries at A&P in a couple weeks. And so they're not going to be as fast as the true real players of the NFL. And as a Cowboy fan, we understand what preseason can do can do to us uh this time last year tony romo literally walking out to the huddle <laughs> and uh, the first play gets hurt and is career ending so bizarre things there um well i think terry why would you say that i, for now? I don't think well first of all he's not really the first person that said that uh, a number of Alabama players, but but it's it's, it's very unlittered Fournette like. Well, what we've become accustomed to. I don't think he's, but I think he's speaking to more the strength of the SEC than the weakness of the NFL. You know, he t- you know told the learning curve, and it, it will be, I'm sure, by game one. Um, but then you have to take into account that he's a he was the fourth fourth or fifth pick in the draft, so he's of those that came out of this year's draft. He's he's an elite prospect, and maybe the the jump isn't as big. I mean, you've heard about the different levels, right, Terry? You know, certainly from high school to college, from college to pro, there's just, you know, a lot of people, that's why they have, you know, in my opinion, why they have the minor leagues in baseball, because the jump is so big to the to the major leagues that they have to have developmental leagues in the middle there to, to for most people to be able to reach the major leagues. Um, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have that luxury in the NFL. You only have a 53-man roster. Uh, and you have to be able to be healthy, number one. I think Delvin Bro and, and uh, Daniel Ellerby will attest to that. Uh, you have to have a lot of good luck. He, you know, Leonard Fournette's had some injury problems as far as, his, uh, as we like to say, lower extremities. Uh, so I'll just say it, foot. Um, so a lot of things, you know, are at play here. I just think he's speaking to the level of what his acclimation has been to the NFL. Maybe he should have said, I don't, I don't know, but he's not playing, you know, in, in preseason games you're not playing against a lot of players that are going to be on that active roster come the first or second weekend in September. So I don't think it should, a lot of should be made out of it. Uh, I don't think by any stretch of imagination you could call Leonard Fournette a overtly boisterous individual. No, absolutely he, not. He doesn't, you know, he's a big team player. And that's the thing that just really struck me when reading it and well, seeing might, it. It's very unlikely. Could he be right? Yeah, he's, I think he's probably going to speak what he what he thinks. But is it is it not reasonable to think that? Of course, there was not one starter from the Patriots play. All right, so literally, it's guys are trying to get on the team somehow. Uh, they're likely to be at real jobs here. Ninety percent of them in another two, three weeks, whatever. But is it is it reasonable to say that that level that he played against was comparable to the level he played against in the SEC? The level of preseason, t- yeah, there's no starters out there. There's no guys that are on an NFL team per se. Is it reasonable to say, well, maybe the SEC played at a higher level? And that's what he's comparing. I'm just thinking, is, would, would that make sense? 
Yeah, one of the things you hear though that a, that is a big uh, adjustment from from a lot of players is the speed of the game. You know, you hear that 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 comment from a lot of coaches once he acclimates to the speed of the game, or you know, particularly at the quarterback position, his reads and checkdowns and things like that. Once he acclimates to that, uh, the game, as they say, slows down for him, uh, and maybe playing with the speed that is in the SEC. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you again in a moment why I bring the SEC up is because, uh, you know, I think it is closer to what is in the professional ranks. I think you, and I, I say this because you know Colin Cowherd the other day was was railing about how the SEC is not the number one conference in America anymore, and uh, we're going to we're going to well taken. But let, let's let's do that now, and we'll do that when we come back. Okay. I think he's got a point. I'll tell you, I have a little counterpoint for you on that i think and here's here's the reason i'll say that do i still think they have the best talent in america yes do they have the best coaches no it's not even that's, close jamie I, I think that's jamie it's not even it's not even it's not even a consideration that your coaches of the sec are not nearly on the same level as the coaches in some of these other conferences you know we've talked about the acc overtaking the sec in football I think the distance is closing with players. I don't think they're there yet, but it's getting real close. It's overwhelming on the coaching side of it. The SEC has, you know, you, you go into Nick Saban, and there's nobody that's going to touch Nick Saban, despite some, quote, anonymous coaches thinking he's overrated. Uh, nobody's okay, we'll, we'll give you an example. Who's the second-best coach in the SEC? Is it, uh, oh, I don't know, Kevin Sumlin? Well, he might get fired this year. Is it, uh, oh, I don't know, Ed Orgeron, career-losing record. He might do miracles at LSU. I don't know. Is it Malzahn, who was the boy genius? He almost got fired last year. Is it Will Muschamp? Will Muschamp's bounced around more times than a tennis ball at a senior citizen's event. Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain has done okay at Florida, but have they ever seriously challenged in the last couple of years, to be in a Final Four or, or, or NCAA playoff? No. I'm going to throw a name at you that you're going to go, you're, you're crazy. And I don't know. I don't know really how good a coach he is. I'm going to put that disclaimer in. But if you can go 500 or 7-5 and five at Vanderbilt, you're a hell of a coach. You're a hell of a coach if you go 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five at Vanderbilt. You know what James Franklin's doing out at Penn State. That's exactly right, to your point. That's what that's the ground level. That, that's what Derek Mason has tried to keep going. and uh, But don't you know one of the reasons why James Franklin went to Penn State? Obviously, he is a native of Pennsylvania, but he knew he could recruit better players there. Jimmy, there's a cap on how good you could be at Vanderbilt. That's right. I, I mean, you That's know, true. a great year is going to a bowl game. Right. And, you know, and Vanderbilt cashes the SEC check. Let's not kid ourselves. Right. And so you look around at the SEC, is it um, Kirby Smart? In uh, Georgia, only one year. I mean, what, what, so you look around. There's nobody with any pedigrees to speak of in the SEC. You've got really good players. They're hiring retreads for coaches, which some of it will work, some of it won't. They're hiring, you know, Muschamp's on his 19th job. Uh, he couldn't cut it at Florida, so you really think he's going to? And they're hiring coordinators. I think that was Cowherd's point. They're very good coaches, but they're coordinators. They're not head coaches. You compare and contrast that with the ACC. We'll go Mark Rick. Oh, yeah, he was pretty good at Georgia. You see what he's doing at Miami with the recruiting classes and the structure he's bringing in that. The Hurricanes will play for a national championship. They'll be in the college football playoff in the next four to five years. I agree. Write, write that down, I agree. if not sooner. Mark Rick to Georgia. Jimbo Fisher. Dabo Sweeney. Justin Fuentes. The Harley Man. Bobby Petrino. Those are great coaches. And it goes on and on. There's nobody in the SEC that sniffs that. Nobody, nobody that comes close to that, to that, you know, not to the Petrino level, not to the Mark Rick level, not to the Debo Sweeney level, and not to the Jimbo Fisher level. That's a pretty solid four right there. I'll tell you somebody who's obviously going to have to rehab his image, who was obviously a pretty good coach because he beat Alabama twice, and that was Hugh Freeze. And he, there's another school where he did a lot with a little or not as much. That, to me is the mark of a great coach is what if he can take marginal to less talent and win with it that's his problem he wasn't taking marginal less talent and win with well, it well that's then he went out and recruited better talent <laughs> he got big talent yeah, talent he went out, with, yeah, 
the talent wasn't just on the field either. There's a lot but of talent. There's a lot of talent there in uh, in Oxford. And I've been to Oxford a number of times. There's a lot of talent there, you I think promise that, you. You think that uh, coach's dad was sponsored by Motley Crue or anything? I, mean, I really... think he was sponsored by Victoria's Secret. Uh, but I would say this, um, you know, Hugh Freeze, obviously, if you're he was able to find a way um, to beat the best team in the country over the last ten years, which are five years at least, seven years Alabama. Do you know how absurd it is? We're talking about he beat them twice. And we're saying this guy's the great. And I'm sure he is. I'm the not great sure coach. He, he's not the greatest, but who else has done that? To my point. Yeah. And the same is overrated. Well, you, no, he's not. If you want to talk about. You know, now do I know if Saban's you know head and shoulders X and O's better than everybody? I'm not sure about that, but part of your job is acquisition of talent. And ninety five percent of your job. We're gonna go ahead and take yeah. our, we'll come back yeah. and talk about that. Here's ESPN ninety seven seven Terry Water, Jamie Fox. This segment sponsored by our friends from Jimmy Cooley, reminding us sport and Chrome Worthwhile Cause, which is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie will be back to wind it down after this. ESPN 97.7. It's coming to TPL Doors, September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Once a year for three days only. TPL Doors celebrates Second Amendment rights with tax-free, interest-free, and TP's lowest sale prices this year. Like the Vortex Crossfire 2, the 9x50 rifle scope, just $169.99. The Diamondback 4, 12x40 rifle scope or 10x42 binocular. Not permitted to advertise its low price. The Vortex Ranger Viper HS4, 16x50 scope, $599.99. And that's interest-free and tax-free. Once a year, September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at TPL Doors, Briard in Monroe, Trenton Street, West Monroe. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And you're listening to ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, The Edge, the Wednesday edition. The 16th day of August 2017. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Again, we apologize about the little technical difficulty early on. Hopefully we've got that hashed out and it'll be even better tomorrow. All right, so we're talking before the break, and i got a couple texts here. Uh, no, I'm not running down Kevin Sumlin or Orgeron. What I'm telling you with Orgeron is this. I hope he does great, Jamie Foxx. I, I really do. I'm an LSU fan. My daughter goes to LSU. My money goes to LSU. And so I want to see LSU do well. That being said, they will tell you that the past is the best indicator of the future. That said, he's been a very good coordinator. He's been a very good position coach. His head coaching 
status, his numbers have not been very good. So that said, if I say Les Miles or Orgeron, and we're going to play a little game. We're going to play upgrade, downgrade. We're going to table LSU for a minute. We'll bring that up last. But let's look at Georgia. You lost Mark Rick, who averaged 10 wins a year for, what, 10, 12, 14 years. The guy ran a class program, never any issues. Half the SEC schools recruited ex-Georgia players when he would kick them off, including and not limited to Alabama and LSU. Zach Mettenberger was a Georgia guy they put out. Cam Newton, no, he was a Florida guy. Uh, what was the quarterback uh, that beat Alabama in the kick six game? He was a former Georgia guy. Uh, Nick Marshall. Yeah, Nick Mar- I mean, right. so there's a ton of them out there. Right. So Mark Rick is opposed to Kirby Smart. Georgia. Upgrade or downgrade with, with Kirby Smart? Or incomplete? I'm going to say downgrade. Uh, tremendous, tremendous defensive coordinator under a tremendous defensive guru, Nick Saban. Uh, again, one year, I, I don't know. He didn't – what I saw against Nickel State, it was a significant downgrade. But I'm going to say right now, uh, yeah, I would have to say a proven coach with Mark Rick. Yeah, I'd say at this point it's a downgrade. But he wasn't good enough, Jamie. He wasn't good enough for Georgia people. Stop me if you heard this before. So upgrade, downgrade, I think, you know, you guys are welcome to chime in. A couple people text me. Upgrade or downgrade, nothing against uh, Kirby Smart. But then again, right now in college football, or even in the NFL, how many defensive guys are getting jobs? Not many. Head jobs? Head, head coaching head jobs? Head coaching jobs? Not, not very many. Because it's Same a, thing in college. It's so an really. offensive-oriented league. Right. You know, Matt Canada will get a job, a head job, before Dave Aranda. He, he will. Offensive guys are going to get jobs so. ahead of defensive guys because everything is trending toward offensive play. Okay, let's go to Arkansas. Bobby Petrino? Bobby Petrino, Brett Belima. Uh, uh, and Brett Belima was successful at Wisconsin. I think he's a good coach. But did you upgrade there? I'm not talking about personality. I'm not talking about moral character. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about the stature of your program. Did you upgrade or downgrade when Bobby Petrino left and Belima came in? I would say to this point it would be not a significant but a slight downgrade uh, simply by the fact that I'm seeing things in Brett Belima that I saw in Les Miles, and that's an inability to change. You want to get in that slobber knocker type of offense, pro set, and try to – I don't know, at Arkansas, he's done a good job at Arkansas. You win 10 it. games a year, then you're great. You're, you know, yeah. no, no, apparently not. They fired Les Miles and Mark Rick for that. Well, Belima is on the chopping block. He's a defensive guy as well. Sam texts in. Sam, I, I don't disagree with you here. Uh, incomplete on, uh, on Smart, on Kirby Smart. After the East year, great, and they're the favorite in the East. I do believe. Let's see what he does and what expectations are. I'll give you an incomplete on that, but just off the top of my head, even with the incomplete, you can't tell me that's an upgrade. Is there anybody that you can find? You think Georgia fan, when they fired Mark Rick and they hired Kirby Smart, do you think the the Georgia fan is like, yes, this is the guy that can bring us? The, the only school I can see, and then let's scoot, you know, Alabama, that, you know, that speaks for itself. Take them out. They're in the Let's take them out of the equation. We've already spoken about Arkansas, Auburn, Gus Malzano, Gene Chizik. I would say that is an upgrade at this point. Not a significant yeah, upgrade. I would say so. And yeah. they were getting ready. Literally, uh, Malzahn was a less miles clock management 300th of a second away from being fired last year. I think Gus Malzahn is an upgrade over Gene Chizik. I liked Chizik. I did. He comes defensive coordinator at North Carolina. Did a yep. tremendous job. Again, coordinator. Yep. Sometimes it's better. Uh, Florida, uh, Urban Meyer, or you know, Urban Meyer. Then you have Muschamp. Now you have McElwain. Uh, is let's do this. Is McElwain an upgrade over Muschamp? You'd have to say so, just simply by the record. And, you know, McElwain was at Colorado State for three years prior to coming there. He made that program very competitive. Uh, I'm going to say right now, and I think at some point, Sean doesn't share this opinion with me, but I think Muschamp will turn. I think South Carolina is going to be better. Uh, but I'll say McElwain's an upgrade at Florida right now. Okay. Georgia, we talked about. What no, about? no, 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 no. Don't leave Florida yet. Okay. 
Okay. Urban Meyer. Well, no. No, of course not. I mean, that's – so you, what I'm showing no. you is the SEC has lost marquee names, true. Marquee Hall of Fame coaches. You had Spurrier. Now, granted, Spurrier was in the twilight of his career. Was it the same Steve Spurrier you saw at Florida or even South Carolina early on? No. And so that's a little bit of an asterisk on that one. You know, you compare Muschamp to uh, to Steve Spurrier. That's not fair for anybody. So I'll give you a pass on that. Uh, but you're still losing Steve Spurrier, which is an icon. We go to Florida. You got McIlwain and you got Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, arguably the best guy out there between him and Saban and Harbaugh, however you want to slice it. Uh, I think those three are on anybody's list anywhere. Saban, clear in a way, the, the, the top guy right now. I don't think there's any – as much as you hate Alabama or if you do – I don't think there's any d- debate or discussion about that, or there there probably should be limited. You know, you throw in Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, who's been there, who should be maybe the heir apparent at Alabama. You never can tell. Alabama guy. But, you know, Florida, did you upgrade as opposed to Florida five to seven years ago? You think Florida fans going, yep, we got McIlwain, as opposed to Florida fan five to seven years ago. We got Urban Meyer, we got Tebow, we got Chris Lick. We got all these guys. And we're playing for national championships. You know, what's funny about Florida is you're probably going to have a fifth-year graduate transfer starting, Malik Zaire or from uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, who has a career-losing record. Who has a career-losing record. Uh, McElwain, that just tells you, to our point earlier in the show, about recruiting. He obviously wasn't happy what he saw in Felipe Franks and uh, Luke Del Rio. So he brings in a fifth-year graduate transfer over. How do you think that's sitting real well with those young men? Um, not very good. So what is it? Luke, Luke Del Rio has already transferred twice. And uh, Franks was probably led to believe he was the heir apparent. So if Florida – this is going to be a very interesting year for Florida. Has Florida won it because they're Florida? Or has Florida won it because of Jim McElwain? Is he head and shoulders a better coach than anybody else? I tell you what, if you can't win in Florida, there's something wrong, because that is a that is such a talent-rich state. You have access to the best players in the country there, much like Texas. But I don't think uh, you know Florida. You know, you can make the argument that that's uh, they're even a, a you know the bigger fish in that in that state as well. Uh, real quick, Kentucky, Terry. Uh, you had Joker Phillips, obviously Mark Stoops. I would say. It is a slow but an upward trend. I'll, I'll give you that. Right and I think Joker Phillips is another guy that was a very good coordinator. Mm-hmm. His head coaching resume simply has not materialized the way that I thought Kentucky fans thought that it would. We've already discussed LSU. What about, of course, Ole Miss? Now you've got an interim head coach at Matt Luke. Uh, Hugh Freeze, I think, was going to be very successful at Ole Miss, or at least an eight could comfortably seven, eight, nine, ten win seasons, occasionally jump up and win ten games. Um, I think because he was he was acquiring talent. I disagree, I, and I'll tell you why. You think it's going to catch up with him? No, I, I think that you get jobs like Ole Miss, and I think you can be competitive, and I think you could have a season of upper echelon success. Right, which That's is I think they were in the midst of. Now, can you sustain that over ten years, twelve years, fourteen years, five years even? Very difficult to do. You've seen the other people sustain it. You've, when's the last program, and TCU is the one that comes to my mind, that's jumped up into the upper echelon and stayed there? Well, to TCU's credit, they've stuck with Gary Baylor, Patterson. Baylor was right. another one. And, and, again, I'm not making a comparison from Ole Miss to Baylor, but Baylor had a bunch of issues they're still dealing with. They became national, an elite national level, being talked about in the college football playoff. What I'm telling you is you just don't see that happen very often. You know, uh, you know, somebody, UTEP or somebody like that, they're not going to jump into a national discussion on should they be in the college football playoff. It just, it, the programs are not designed that way. Uh, so, you know, Mississippi State, they were in the final four in the early projections when Dak, what, junior year, I believe, when they were really, really good. Again, I think at programs like that, and I think Dan Mullins, probably is the second-best coach in the SEC, in my opinion. I would say so, yeah. I, I, I think I could make that argument pretty easily. And there's a season that you're going to have a lot of success. Those programs are cyclical every three to four years. They pop up for a couple years, and then they go back down to what a normal 
program would be from what they have been in the past. So anyway, good stuff, man. We got to get out of here. Appreciate you guys joining us today. You've been listening to us on ESPN the 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, The Edge. Thanks to our sponsors, Dr. David Weber, North Winter Animal Hospital, Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, Spottaville, Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics, and to the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union Hotline and Text Line. Thanks to John Tabor running the show. Appreciate everybody's patience uh, and letting us work through our technical difficulties this morning. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon to Sean Fox and the Sports Company at Three Bells. For John Tabor, for Jamie Fox, I'm Terry Waller. You guys have a great day. Aloha, folks. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.